0: picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, looking pretty in pink today, Mr. Andy Molitor. How are we doing? It's like salmon.
1: I am. It does. It does look good, though. I am looking good, feeling good. Yeah, we have been. We have been having a morning. I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but it's still the NBA playoffs. And Christ's sakes, we have had. We've had it. We've had a, a 12 hours here, between you know. The, uh, I I stopped watching the Bucks game actually for a bit. I was like, oh, all right, this, this is – I mean, this is what we're going to get. Like, Harden's garbage, and, you know, it's its not going to happen here, and this game's probably over. And then I, I tuned back in, and, boy, howdy, it, uh, it went uh, from, I don't know, like, what was it, 15, 17-point lead to basically back in the game? I, I mean, some three-point shooting there helped. That kind of kept him in it, and then Durant playing. Um, somebody making fun of me, I was talking about the plus-minus, <laughs> and and they're like hey, Andy brings Springs. this and is Andy, he's played every minute. His plus minus is just gonna be whatever the score is, the differential. I'm like, yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe and I didn't realize it at the time. I don't know. It, greatest, maybe not. I hate when we get caught in the moment and say greatest, but top five playoff performance. Played the whole damn game, triple dubbed like that, willed him to a win. That was pretty pretty amazing by the old snake.
0: It's a reminder that Kevin Durant might have been the best player of this generation had LeBron James not been alive. I mean, you go back and you look at some of the games that he's played last night, and I know he gets a lot of crap for going to join Golden State and all that stuff. But, you know, if my life depended on someone on planet Earth getting a basket, it's Kevin Durant. That's my first choice. It's very quick. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. He is unbelievable. He is, I think, going to retire as one of the 15 best players of all time, if not better. He's arguably the greatest scoring forward of all time. And what we saw last night was just him at his very best, taking his time, being surgical, looking for his spots, letting the game come to him and knowing that, you know, I'm just going to keep making shots. And as long as we can keep this close, I know when it gets down to the end, they, I have me and they got nothing. So, you know, hats off to Kevin Durant for sure.
1: Yeah, it was wild. That series certainly is not over as – I mean, he's got to be gassed. Harden looks like shit, and uh, Kyrie, who knows what his status is. So, some, some, still some, some intrigue there, but definitely advantage. I mean, you saw what the odds—the odds were almost minus two hundred for the Bucks, and it flipped to like what minus three, three fifty for the Nets. So, obviously, advantage Nets. And then this morning we wake up, and I mean, it's funny. We were talking a little. Fair and ripped right when you got in. Like they kinda of slipped a coach firing in there this morning. It's like a news dump, which is the least of our concerns at this point. The the Kawhi thing, probably second fiddle even to the, the Suns news, but uh that one actually is a game that we have coming up. So that was two and a half three we were seeing, and then obviously he came off the board. Kawhi says he's out. I don't know is this if this is gonna be a hardened thing where it's you know, like 10 hours from now or whenever this game is late yeah we're going to end up with one of these like you know Kwai's going to get out there and he's going to try he's going to feel things out he's going to warm up and see what happens hopefully that's not going to happen unless you are sitting on some Clippers plus seven now I guess but I you know madness this morning with this one again any take on the series the conference there was a few locals that were a little slow on taking conference futures down I might be in the I might be in the jazz boat now
0: yeah, I think that's the move, you know, start putting together some jazz futures. It's it's just so much uncertainty. So like it, from a higher, more macro perspective, the Western Conference now, we know Chris Paul is in quarantine. We know that the last time there was a COVID thing, LeBron James broke protocol, didn't have to go into quarantine, didn't have to isolate, didn't have to do anything. Didn't so much as get fined, I think, you know, got to play in the next game. So to me, what that means is, again... Total conjecture. I have no idea. and I'm not sure anyone does. It leads me to believe that Chris Paul probably has COVID or is tested positive in in some way. So we'll see how that goes. If he does have it, you know, that's I believe we're looking at probably two weeks. And that probably puts him out for most of, if not all, of the Western Conference Finals, which leaves Phoenix really without enough firepower. If he tested positive, he tests negative, he comes back for the Western Conference Finals. I think the Suns are in pretty good shape. Now you look at this series tonight, we know that Kawhi Leonard is going to be out. I don't think that he is going to sneak back on, kind of like Harden did. And it's probably out for the rest of the series, which means the Jazz should be comfortably favored here. They're the better team. Um, This could actually be good, give them a little bit of time to get Mike Conley healthy. So I think it's just a great opportunity for Utah at this point. Again, assuming that Chris Paul is going to be out for part of the Western Conference Finals, which seems likely, I think this is a nice opportunity for the Jazz. So anybody that was able to get a Jazz Western Conference future this morning I think there was some plus 150 something in that range right before they start pulling stuff down congratulations but i'm curious to see what, what they look like once things reopen again I, I think the jazz will be the favorite but you know every time we think we know what's happening something happens
1: yeah i'm done trying to predict what's going to happen here every i mean this was a wild ass morning obviously so well you know stepping away from that jazz game we can get into actually tonight's game the other one Little bad luck for us at the end of uh, the other Sixers game, but we do have another t- a lot of 2 2 series times. So this has been fun. This is, this is the 30 30 point in pennants. Just so, so important to get this one done. Sixers hosted Philly minus seven. I mean, they're favored by seven. They're supposed to win. Decent. You know, what's that money line come out to? I suppose probably about a 65% chance to win. Yeah, I'm guessing that's. Bad. Two 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 twenty something along those lines. Are you worried though, along the lines of more longer term, like deeper into this series, into the Eastern Conference Finals, about that meniscus? Are we just are we calling the Sixers dead, or are we just we just hoping it holds? Like you know, duct tape, barbed wire, a little bit of paper, you know, just a MacGyver that knee back together, and hopefully he can make it like another six eight games.
0: That's the hope. And, you know, my optimism is at this point is every team continues to just fall apart and lose somebody here um, as they go along. If the Sixers don't have Joel and B, they're still a pretty talented team. If, you know, mm-hmm. they can sort of keep it together until Danny Green gets back. They have a nice roster. It's obviously not a championship level roster but it might be a championship level roster in the world where the jazz have Donovan Mitchell on one leg, no Mike Conley. There's no Chris Paul on the suns, no Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers. And the nets are rolling out there with Kevin Durant and nobody. I mean, it's
1: a very tight. That's the world we might
0: live in. So from a macro perspective, I think they're still going to win this series, which would be great for our little each way bet that we got there on the Eastern conference um, finals. It's, Now, tonight's line, I'm looking at six and a half. It's pretty much the line it was in game two after the Sixers lost game one. That closed, I think, six and a half, somewhere in that range. So pretty much the same number, which makes sense. You look at what happened in game four. You start to put together the Sixers lost the turnover battle by, I think, eight, lost the offensive boards battle by four. Um, You know, obviously Atlanta shot worse. But, you know, despite all that, they had the ball. They had the ball in Joel Embiid's hands within three feet of the basket to win the game. So everything went wrong in the second half. They were still able to put it together. Tonight, though, I'm looking for a team total over here. I'm seeing 114.5, even some 115.5, so I think – Over either number is pretty solid. I was able to get 114 and a half here. You start to look back. The Sixers have gone over that number in three of the four games that they've played. They've gone over that number in every home playoff game so far. Yes, I know that things are a little bit different, but they play well at home. I start to look at some of my projections here. I have them closer to 116, almost 117 myself tonight. And again, worried about the spread given how Atlanta has been able to close out some of these games. And the Sixers have, you know, frankly stalled in – the fourth quarters of these games—I mean, 38 points in the second half is just unbelievable. The other night, so going to go with the team total over here. Back in the comfy confines of Wells Fargo Center, let's hope the Sixers put up a big number and win.
1: And yeah, as uh, producer Dan just alerted us to another coach firing. Been a busy morning in the NBA. Scotty Brooks. I forgot he
0: still worked there. <laughs> Honestly, that I know the late. Sixers played them in round one. Kind of forgot he was still the coach.
1: Yeah, I, I. Probably did too there. So a couple <laughs> coach firings, a massive injury, um, a crazy comeback, uh, a COVID scare, not a COVID scare. It sounds like it's full on COVID. This isn't like a pregnancy scare. This is a pregnancy. This could be bad. You know, hopefully CP3 is all right, but that really changes the landscape. Uh, Euros. I swept the board yesterday after a winless day, which was nice. One of them was like uh, plus one hundred and eighty too. So, back I was back into the positive until this morning when I lost in a ah, man Finland just a hair offside. If they'd score that goal,
0: like literally, I feel like,
1: I feel like I can get full chili on that uh first half. You know, handicap ended up with a extra not extra time, a stoppage time first half stoppage time goal from Russia, which whatever. It was a great goal. That was a great score. I can't believe that one ended one nothing. I'm surprised Russia didn't bag another
0: one. I didn't see the XG or whatever it is, but it seemed like they should have had another one at some point there. I mean they put one off the post in the first yeah.
1: half. Finland, yeah, Finland ended up With a couple nice runs, too. They didn't have a ton of possession, but when they were getting the ball, they had some nice possessions, some nice opportunities. But, uh, yeah, I did. Again, my promise continues. I'm just slightly in the negative, which doesn't feel too bad after this many matches. Everybody's played one. Two teams have played twice. We will have a special guest tonight on the deep dive as we get into the Euros again. But, yeah, Turkey on the draw, no bet, or pick tonight at minus 119 and italy on the handicap. This is actually a little bit of a like selling a quarter goal. Uh the, the actual handicap here is minus 0. 0.75. I took it up to a full goal. I think we can end up with a two nothing, a 3-1 winner here. And you have three
0: quarters of a goal.
1: Uh, so it's two bets. Like it it ends up as two bets. Like if, if you see one of these it says 0. 0.25 or 0. 0.75, you're making two bets. Like It's just splitting your stake in half. So you either end up losing both, winning both, or you can end up with a win and a push, a loss and a push. It's very convoluted. But uh, yeah, I did bet one of these earlier in a Turkey match with the under 0.75 goals in the first half, which ended up a zero, so it all all wins. But uh, yeah, Turkey, I don't think uh, this is kind of a theme. We said this this morning about Russia. I don't think Russia was as bad as they seemed in their first match. I don't think Finland was as good as they seemed. But then again, there's travel, Pookie back. It was a tough one for me. Same thing with Turkey. A lot of people were on Turkey. They liked how Turkey looked. Turkey just had a really, you know, a very tough opponent. This is going to be a lot easier of an opponent. Wales obviously got a draw, but I do like Turkey in this one with their firepower up front, and I'm getting them at a pick. So a draw is a push in this case. It's in Baku. There should be a good contingent of Turkish fans. I know it's not full capacity like we saw in Budapest, but there should be a bunch of Turkish fans here instead of, uh, I don't know. I'm guessing some Welsh people made the travel spot too, though. And then Italy, again, Italy, in Rome, at home versus the Swiss. I, don't, I wasn't impressed with the Swiss's first match. I'm honestly surprised, actually, that they... I guess they got a point. It was it was Wales. Like I'm betting against Wales. I'm not I'm not high on Wales here. So Italy minus one. I see some people on the under here. I don't hate that either. So one nothing, two nothing. Italy, Italy, and yeah, Frank, Frankie, Frankie Greco's happy about this. We're yeah, we're gonna ride Italy all until they play some good teams. By Italy, so and- I love it. Italy got a easy group. We'll we'll live with this for now. We'll we'll make some money off Italy until they get into the knockouts. Love it um tennis cornet one a big underdog a couple of your big underdogs won, which was nice the over i didn't pay attention to that what was the was it 21 and a half for Sevastova? it's 21
0: and a half yeah we got uh um, yeah, 22 we were... <laughs> for spitz alexandrova
1: i saw oh, spitz alexandrova yeah i saw yeah. the two zero score line when i woke up and i said oh no that's not what I, I'm like tie break, tie break. And then looked, it was six, four, seven, five. We ended up getting that over. So yeah, nice round of tennis for the first couple of days of picks here. Just one for today. Nothing in uh, Germany, just England.
0: Yeah, it's again, it's tough. They're playing matches right now, so lines are starting to come out. There's four matches up in Germany. I can just touch on them quickly. Kerber, Ranka uh, thought maybe about an under there, but that could go three sets easily. Muguruza, Rybakina, again, another match that should be really fun to watch. Thought about an under there, but passed. Plushkova is going to try to beat Jessica Pagula for the first time this year. Pagula's gotten her, I believe, three, if not four times already, but Plushka is is kind of one of, if not the best grass player, probably in this tournament. So we'll see if she can put it together after. Um, not a great start to the year. And then Samsonova, who won for us earlier as an underdog, is playing our girl Veronica Kunimatova. Can't really back either woman there. As you look in Birmingham, we've got Zhang. That's going to start in a few minutes, actually, probably just as we finish up the show. Kosikin is playing again. Martin Kova's got us But there is a total. Alnastra Boer is playing Layla Annie Fernandez, the Tunisian against the Canadian. I think that this is going to be a very long match. I think there is a chance we get three sets, but I don't think we're going to need it. I think we get a seven five here, maybe even a seven six right away to start. Um, I'm going to be looking at some first set overs and things, Um, wait for some of those lines to open up in that market to develop a little bit. But like a lot of the overs here, uh, got a nice price in the 20 and a half. It was um, right around standard juice. 21 is fine. If you have 21 and a half at plus money, probably like plus 110 or better. It is okay if you wanted to sell a little bit, but really like the over here again, 20 and a half um, or 21, 21 at standard juice is fine. If you want to pay 15 or even minus 20 for 20 and a half, that's okay too. So kind of in that range. ons
1: that is a hell of a first Ones name. jabur Jabour. jabur So just one total today. I'll probably, club's back. I'll pile on She one of the I'll best little on fan on.
0: clubs. She brings like tw- 10, 12 people with her. They bring the Tunisian flag. They make a whole bunch of noise. It's fun.
1: I do like tennis fans. I'm glad some of that's coming back as well, especially what we saw at the French Open. So I'm actually clicking on WTA matchups just to make sure I can find this one now. Pagula, slight dog. Mm, No, anyway, uh,
0: was talking to Brett about that. He likes Pushkova.
1: Yeah, golf starts tomorrow. Very excited. Uh, If you'd missed it last night, I shot a fucking 60 at uh, Torrey Pine South Course. Kind of wrecked it, even with some questionable putting a couple times i I drove a couple of the fives i closed with an eagle it was a very nice round all in all we put together some good bets in fact i had one pam put one i really love she bet the cut line over basically betting on the course you're betting on the, the cut line to be nice and uh, nice and high there so i ended up piling on that too i'll have all my matchups and stuff i will have a blog out this afternoon but tomorrow just in day one my first round matchups this is all i have just these three for now brandon grace Over Wyndham Clark, I think we all know Wyndham Clark has been a fade of mine. Grace has played well. This price didn't make sense. I actually have this one way off uh, to the point where I'm going to have to check my numbers and see what's going on here. But uh, this is a sizable edge for me. So obviously, I'll go two and one. This one loses. Um, (laughs) If I go full Kelly on this, I could lose some money that way. But yeah, Brandon Grace over Wyndham Clark. Uh, Van Ruyen, tough to bet against the Minnesota Gopher, but I don't love his form right now. And Stewie Sink. Stewie's a winner on tour this year. I don't know if he's just getting a little disrespect based on age and tan line, but I will take that over Van Ruyen. And Adam Hadwind over another guy I've faded, uh, burned Wiesberger, the Austrian, again, I think probably getting a little too much um, disrespect based, or a little too much respect based off a win up in Denmark on the Euro tour, wasn't the strongest field, wasn't the toughest course about 500 yards shorter than this one too so weasberger's a fade for me this week uh, i'll take hadwin over him these are all just uh i didn't sell any strokes i just played them because none of them were heavy favorites in yeah. fact sink is actually the underdog in that van rouen one um th- yeah these are all chris prices jeff if you have to if you're wondering it's from that that set of lines i know there's two or three sets of lines out here this uh this week uh, potential one and done's redaholic said it's so tough this this part of the year because it's like hey send me all the guys you've used already how big is your how big is your um you know your pool are you in a big pool are you way behind like if you're way behind you need to get some you know get a little squirrely with it and try to find it but yeah i'm i'm not doing good i'm not doing bad but i'm not doing good in any of my one and done's so most of my one and done stuff will be taking some shots Like I will be using some guys down the board. It'll be, you know, 50 to one or bigger in all of them for me. So maybe some Usti if I have him, a couple other guys, it'll be basically I'm just going to take Australians and South Africans and long shots and put them in all my one and done. So kind of uh, choose your own adventure on that sort of stuff based on how you're doing in yours. It's tough when, uh, when you're doing bad, because you do have to take shots. shot. You, yeah. you have to use good golfers, I guess, but it depends who you have left as well. So I'm going to get squarely with it this week. And uh, like I said, blog out today. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can check out the golf we went over last night. New look to that one too. If you like the new brown bags look, we have a new look on the golf show too. We, uh yeah. Production. Very pretty. The uh, production team put together a pretty nice little banner and it, it looks a lot cleaner there too so good job to everybody involved especially again producer dan taking the lead on that one we will have more we'll have more of that The uh, deep dive will be looking better here soon eventually once we get to that this summer so look for more stuff like that follow us on twitter if you want any more of that action and bo make sure to do some betting over at WinBet, thank be you better. to the sponsor. Five hundred dollar risk-free bets for those in the legal states where they are available. You can get that in our pin tweet at Brown Bag Bets. I'm at Andy MSFW. He's at Underscore Noops. I'm Andy's Alex. You know we'll be back tomorrow. We'll do some more NBA, tennis, golf, whatnot. Uh, fun. Just
0: one more day fun. till the Open.
1: Yep. See you guys tomorrow.